We have been talking about the gospel, or literally the good news. And just let me recapitulate here for a second. And we've seen throughout, and write these verses down. These are verses that we've gone over throughout this teaching, but I want you to study them in your leisure. But thus far, we've seen that we've been commissioned uh, by the Lord Jesus in Matthew 28, 28, 19, that we are to go into all the world and make disciples, students, learners of Jesus, those who proclaim the good news of Jesus and Jesus alone, those who live a lifestyle that mimics that of Jesus. Not only that, we are told uh, to go into the, all the world and preach, listen, the gospel, daughter, to every creature. Someone say the gospel. Now, we learned that that word gospel in the Greek is the Greek word euangelion. Euangelion, you meaning good, and galion meaning message. So the message that we should be proclaiming to others is a good message, is the good news. And we're talking about understanding the good news in light of what Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, seeing, ascension, and seeing means for the new creation in Christ. There is great significance in him dying, in him being raised on the third day, in him being seen, (laughs) him ascending and seeing next to the Father. And from that word, euangelion, uh, uh, we get the English word evangelical or evangelist or uh, evangelical, which simply means one who bears a message or one who goes and proclaims the good news. So again, what we consider preaching uh, sometimes in, in our culture uh, is not what the Bible considers preaching. What I mean by that, what we call the tuning up and the music going, and God bless that, but that's not the biblical definition of preaching. Preaching simply means to proclaim, to declare, or announce the good message. (laughs) Are you here? So again, as I said last week, every disciple is an evangelist. There you go. So those who want the name, those who desire title, you can leave today declaring that, hey, call me Brother Evangelist Johnson, if you so desire. But commodiously speaking, or from a large uh, point of view, the gospel is the whole scripture. And more narrowly, the gospel is the good news, someone say the good news, concerning Christ and the way of salvation. Now, we also said that if Christ's gospel is the good news, all other gospels has to be bad news. So we've seen that in Galatians 1, 7 and 8. Write that down. Then we went to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 6, and we looked at the fundamentals or the foundation of the gospel as it is clearly articulated by the Apostle Paul. Now, these few verses, this pericope of Scripture, and the pericope just, I'm not trying to be fancy, but pericope just simply means a unit or a particular section of Scripture. So these particular verses are very vital to the believer in understanding the gospel. Are you here? Now, 
So we see that the gospel message, watch this, is accompanied by infallible proof. She's putting it up, but you can write those down. Number one, let me say that again. You can write this down. We see that the gospel message or the good news is accompanied by infallible proofs. One being Christ died for our sins. Who died for your sins? Christ and Christ alone. Who died for your sins? No other man died for your sins. No other man could die for your sins. No other woman could die for your sins. Christ and Christ alone died for our sins. And this was proven by his burial. Then, too, we see that he rose again on the third day. That's vital to Christendom because uh, uh, if he did not raise from the dead, we are without hope. If this did not happen, if he did not get up, we would not get up. And just let me say this. Christ's body was not broken for you. It was given for, uh, for you. None of his bones were broken, the Bible declares. So if he was broken, then that means we would be broken. Now, that's going to come in handy here in a little bit because there are too many Christians keep, declaim, keep claiming they're broken. Why are you broken? When Christ came that you may be whole. So he rose again. The third day, and this was proven by eyewitnesses. Now, verse 7 says he was seen, go to verse 7, by James. You hear? Then he appeared to who? James and later to all the apostles. Why is this important? You've heard me say before, nothing in Scripture is superfluous, meaning needless or not needed or unnecessary. It's there for a reason. So when the Scripture says he was seen by James, this is James, his brother, who at one time did not believe. <laughs> so after he got up, guess what? James became a believer. This is the same James who penned the book of James that we read and became a leader in the church at Jerusalem. So this is vitally important. So at one time, who, a man who didn't believe, his own brother, didn't believe. But when he got up, I think I make myself a believer now. So that's important. So we know that he got up. Are you with me? And the scripture also says, we've seen in this, that all this was done according to the scriptures. And I share with you that the whole theme and succinct of the Bible is the salvation of mankind through Christ and Christ alone. The Bible is the good news or the good message. Now, we, let me go real quickly over these points. We said point, the first point was, why is it good news? We said the gospel is good news in that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son to die for our sin. Who remember that from last week? Now, this is... Important because, see, see, think about when you study, you get so much, and I try not to go into the next week and all that. But this is important to remember. Did you write that down? What's, what's, point num what's, what's number one? God loved the world so much that what? He gave his only son to die. And again, son there doesn't mean like you and I, but here, son, it's talking about one who possessed the same nature and character of God. You got to remember, he's God in the flesh. Are you with me? So, so 
number one was God so greatly loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for our sins. We've seen this in John 3, 16 a.m. PC. And another reason why this is important to remember because we have been giving the ministry now of reconciliation. I'm not, I don't, don't go there because I don't want to get stuck there. But it's in First Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, around verse 18. Now, let me say this, and we're going to get into this. Is see, you can't clearly articulate the good news if you have no idea what the good news is. And see, part of that ministry of reconciliation is to bring or let the world know, daughter, that through Christ we have now been made right with God. That's the ministry of reconciliation. Letting know, letting the world know that you have been put back in right relations with the Father through Christ. And just let me say this. The good news message, we're talking about the message, is not preaching condemnation of people. And, and, and you know, sometimes we hear, uh, let me tell you, now this may be true, but this is not the gospel. Well, you know you're going to hell if you don't see, see, no, no, no. Now, you, although you may, and you will if you deny him and reject him as Savior. But preaching, you going to hell if you don't receive Jesus is not the gospel message. See, we got to understand why it's good. See, that's not good news you're trying to share the gospel. See, they already done feeling condemnation because the first thing they said, well, who are you? How you know I'm not already a believer? For God so greatly loved, dearly prized the world that he what? Even gave up his only begotten and unique son so that whoever believes in him, trusts, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have what? But have what? Eternal, but have what? E- everlasting. Eternal, everlasting. Anaios zoe. Eternal life. Starts the moment you receive Jesus, not on the other side. So unstoppable life, life that cannot be extinguished, starts the moment you receive Jesus. So those who have preceded you, they just entered into that life that never ends, but it started at the moment they received Jesus. So you should have some solace in Big Mama. Big Mama's good now. Are you here? Then we said number two, the gospel, write this down. I, I, I got a feeling I may get stuck here because I said some things last week and I need to reiterate. We said the gospel is good news in that, oh, this is so good. We're no longer enemies of God. Ah, oh, that's You need to understand this, beloved. Will you say that I am no longer an enemy of God? See, this is important. Because when we start talking about, he, you know, these whips and lashes and, 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 and beat downs in order so I can go to the next level, you, you'll stop claiming that foolishness. You're not an enemy, beloved. Why? Because we have been reconciled by the blood. Let me calm down. By the blood of Christ and adopted into the family of God. Understand this, we respond to God based upon our perception of him. If my view of God is flawed, Brother Jackson, 
everything after that would be flawed. So if I have a poor perception, Atlanta's finest, of God, then everything after that would be flawed. So in other words, if, if I've been told that all of these bad things are happening to me as a result of, of, of whatever, then, and I said this last week, some of the things that we heard, uh, just like the, the, the preaching damnation of folk, see, you still bring, a lot of people bring that hostile attitude with them into the kingdom. And every little thing happened, you've been told, oh, let me slow down, let me slow down, let's look at this. So we respond to God based upon our what? Perception or our view of him. So if your view is off, everything else is going to be off. And you can sincerely be a Christian. You can, you can sincerely love God, but you can sincerely love him with the wrong perspective a wrong view of him. And if that happens, whoa. You will live substandard. <laughs> and the church has been partly guilty of preaching an incomplete gospel. I don't want to say incorrect. And for some, it's been incorrect. But the, the church is partly responsible for preaching an incomplete gospel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so your view has to be right. So why are you saying this? Because you need to know today that you are not God's enemy. Oh, it doesn't sound too convincing. Your response doesn't, that is. It, 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 look, look, uh, Romans 5.10, let me show you something, AMPC. It, 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 look, in a great many of believers, they are bound by consternation. They're bound by anxiety, trepidation, fear, panic. You should tithe and honor God. That, that's, Hebrew says that when we do that, it's a recognition that Jesus lives. He's our high priest now. You should give. But you should not be condemned if you miss a Sunday. Oh, it's done got quiet. Now, don't use this Sunday to do it. This is not the Sunday for that. But my point is, you have denominations. Now, now, why a person wouldn't want to honor God, you know, again, th th that's another message in and of itself. Because when your view of God is right, there's no way you can realize how good God has been. There's no way I can keep anything from him. So, but, but, but you have those who are being condemned and, matter of fact, kicked out of church in certain organizations. Let, let me tell you something for anybody watching this. You might be kicked out of a church for not giving, but you will not be kicked out of heaven. Now, give to your local assembly, but we have to stop crucifying folk for their shortcomings. We take your name off the road because you haven't tied in two weeks. It's foolishness. 
I don't want to get stuck there. Romans 5.10, for if, for if while we were what? Enemies, we were what? So the fact that you were reconciled means that I'm no longer an enemy. We were reconciled through his death. See, again, this is good news. Man, I, I've been reconciled. I'm, in, I'm back in right standards with God the Father because of what Christ done. It is much more certain now that we are reconciled, reconciled that we shall be what? Oh, watch this. Saved what? Daily, being that's delivered from sin's dominion, through his resurrection life. Because of his death, I was reconciled. And because he got up, I'm delivered. That's why I think it's Romans 6.14 lets us know that sin shall no longer have dominion over you. <laughs> if it does, your mind just got to be renewed. Because that thing no longer has dominion over you. So here we see Christ. You got to understand, beloved, Christ's death restored our relationship with the Father. Colossians, this is good news. See, this is good news to know that, man, I'm not God's enemy. I'm a friend of God. As a matter of fact, I'm a son, a daughter of God. See, again, this, you have to understand this because once you understand this, you will stop blaming everything on him. And you will realize, you know, a lot of things that happen, this is common to man. Cars break down. Body, if I don't treat it right, it might act up. These are things that are common. People get backed up in bills. You're not getting backed Your backed up in bills has nothing to do with your heavenly persecution. I just need to be a better steward over my resources. As a matter of fact, the Bible lets us know that those who desire to live a godly life, you're going to suffer persecution. There are going to be things that come against you, the mere fact that you decided to follow Christ and Christ alone. So, so things happen. But if your view of God is wrong, oh, you think it's because of, again, something you did or didn't do. Although you are at one time estranged and, and alienated from him and were of hostile attitude and mind in your wicked activity. See, because of what we were told, even when we were missing it. It, we, we became hostile because we, we were told, man, that we just getting a beat down and this and that. So our, our view of God was, and that's why some are hesitant. And I submit to you, one of the reasons we haven't seen a lot of conversion because people can't clearly articulate the gospel, the good news. Yeah, we are condemning people. Don't invite me to church. Did tell me how to dress. See, no, no. Girl, we love for the but you know, you know, you can't wear what you wear to the club. Why not if that's all I have? Then don't say, come as we are. Excuse me. Then, it's anointed. Then, don't, don't tell me to come as you are. Then give me a list of what to wear. 
Well, come as you are. No jeans, no jeans with holes, no T-shirts, no ball caps, no athletic wear. But come as you are. Some of you are... Verse 22, yet now has listed as Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, reconciled you to God. Who reconciled you to God? Christ the Messiah in the body of his flesh. Guys, you got to look at this. Do you see this minister? What has happened as a result of him dying, being raised? Watch this. In order, see, see, let me tell you why you're not his enemy, but because of Christ. When God, when, when, when God sees you, you got to remember, you are seated. Listen, when Christ ascended, you ascended. Listen, that's why the scripture lets us know you are seated in heavenly places. Listen, and your seat is in him. So when he looks, he doesn't see you. He sees his son. And you are in his son because the life that you now live, you live by faith in. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Once you become a believer, I, I, I prove it to you why he doesn't see all this foolishness. Because he no longer sees you, Brother Jackson, as a sinner. <laughs> He sees you, daughter, Sister Gillian, but he sees you in light of his son. So when he sees you, when he's looking at you, guess who he sees? Son. So I'm treating you based on what he did. That's why we got to deny and stop this foolishness. If he's hurting you, he's hurting himself. Why would he flick himself? Oh. So here's how he presents you. Holy. <laughs> Faultless. Are you hearing this? Irreproachable. Do you know what irreproachable means? Free from blame. In the Father's presence. Are you seeing this? So, now, again, we, 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 when we think right, that, that's a whole nother, when we live in agreement, right? So, that's a whole nother thing. But just let me say this. It, on my way to getting there, he's still pre- I'm still presented before the Father. Holy. I know what you did last night. See, when you realize this, yeah, I'm not going to do it next Saturday because he's so good to me that y'all missing this. Why? Because I'm delivered daily from sin's dominion. So you are presented before the Father holy, faultless. Irreproachable. In other words, free from blame in his presence. 
And this he would do. Here we go. That's why your believing has to be right. Provided that you what? Continue to stay with and in faith with Christ. So you have to stay. You have to get in that position and don't let nobody move you out of it. And I don't care what you say. I'm not going to allow you to condemn me, judge me, and tell me I'm not holy before God. See, you have to, but see, again, religion will move you out of that place because religion tries to get you to measure up by, by your own goodness and you will never measure up. Based upon your own goodness. Never. So, provided that you continue to stay with and in faith in Christ, well grounded and settled and steadfast. Watch this. Not shifting and moving away from the hope which rests. See, here it go. On and is inspired by the word. Glad. See, that's good news to know. That even in my imperfections, guys, I'm still presented before the Father, holy, blameless, and without reproach. Are you here? Which you heard and which was, has been preached and been designed for and offered without restrictions to every person under heaven and of which what? The gospel, the good news, the good message. Uh, Paul became a minister. Notice that provided that you continue to what? Stay with and in faith of Christ. That's, and, and I showed you, man, this is a long review in it, but it's a good review. It, it, I, I, it did, we went to Romans 4 last week, and I said this. It is impossible that a believer might remain unconvinced that God is for us. Yeah, just like I said earlier, there are a lot of people under great consternation, men. They're, they're, they're in panic, and they're anxious because they don't, they're really not sure. Some unlearned preaching and told you, and, and because of what he said or she said, you got this list looking over your shoulder. Every time you, it, it, let me tell you this too. It, for everybody that's been told, God, let me tell you something. God is bound by his word. Now, I don't know why certain things happen to people, why some people get sick, this or that, but, but he, he's not putting sickness on you. Hold, hold on. After he has taken it away. And don't you dare accept that. Because, see, with the wrong perception, you will tolerate that foolishness. And think God is trying to show you something. Listen, what is he trying to show you? And what if you can't bear what he's trying to show you? The foolishness that has been taught. We're going to see. And notice I said that it is possible that a believer might remain unconvinced that God is for us. And this is more likely when various trials happen in life. You start thinking, oh, I'm on God's bad side. Again, some of this stuff can be prevented just by making, involving God on the front end. Meaning that acknowledging him in all of your ways, what a, particularly what the will of God is not known. 
and let him direct your path. Are you here? Then, too, I said, <clears throat> we went to Romans 8, and we seen Apostle Paul offering those in Rome uh, evidence of a confronting and reassuring truth. Let's go there, Romans 8, uh, verses 30 through 34. And listen, what we're about to see is that this profound truth that Apostle Paul shares with us is that God is for us. Talking about believers now. And he is working out his ultimate purpose for us, which is to make us like Christ. He has predestined us, called us, and justified us, and will glorify us. You hear? So to combat this discouragement, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul provides the ultimate evidence. So if you're discouraged, one, you have to know that God is on my side. That's why he goes on down and says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Can distress, pearl, nakedness, sword, and all, no, yea, and all these things will more than conquer. Now, just let me say this. When it says nothing to separate you from the love of God, most people look at that like, I don't care what I go through. I'm not leaving God. That's not what that meant. We know people jet all the time. That's not, that's not what he's saying. He's saying no matter what you're going through, Christ loves you so much he will never leave you in those situations. Not because we, we know every time it get hot, we tuck tail and run. COVID, COVID will show you that. The pandemic showed us that. Verse 30, and those whom he thus foreordained, he also called, and those who he called, he also justified. Watch this. Do you see this? Acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right center. Listen, you got you to gotta, listen, beloved, you are in right standards with him. So if I miss it, he, he's not hurting you. You are already in right standings. So what am I, first of all, let's say this, what am I qualifying for? What am I qualifying for? Somebody need to stop and say, wait up, Rev, hold up. What am I qualifying for? What was the purpose of Jesus going to Calvary's cross? See, and watch this. If I have to go through a series of hurts and pains to go higher spiritually, now, that's being partial. That means we all have to go through the same exact thing, and we know that's not the case. If I were you, I would find the ones who have the faith, and see, that's who I follow, and patience, inherit the promises. Not those who have the hell, havoc, heartache, and pain, and something that sounds good for religion. No, I'm following those who have the faith and patience. Inherit the promises. Those, what do you mean faith? Those who live in agreement with God. Now, I'm not saying, the Bible tells us, I'm not saying that things won't try to come against you. I'm saying quit claiming everything. I got to go through this in order to go to the next level. And we shout and jump off stuff and we, we're not even listening because we've been so, we've been so institutionalized by emotionalism that, that, that you can't hear because of the music, you can't hear because of the screaming and hollering, and all you're doing, you, you don't even realize you co-signing on some nonsense. And upset when you're weak 
is topsy-turvy. Listen, it's enough stuff that we got to stay in agreement with God for on the course of a week. That Listen, on one side you say Satan is busy. On the other side, you say God is doing it. You are without hope, sir, if that's the case. Look, acquitted made righteous, put them in right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, listen to this, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity, condition, and state of being. What then, said we say to all this, if God is for, see, for us, listen, say this, God is for me. Who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? He did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for me. Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? So he doesn't have to persecute you in order for you to pass the test to get the things because the things have been freely and graciously given to you because of Christ. This is what I believe. I'm, I'm going to do like Paul. I'm sticking with this. Now, now if you want to stick with the, I got to go through. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be a greater person, man. You, oh, ooh, ooh. Ah. Now, Apostle Paul asks us, look, Paul is saying, be convinced of this, daughter. He's saying, be convinced of this, Z. If God did that for us, how could we ever think he is not for us? Boy, this is good to me. More than that, if he would not withhold his son, how would he not give us freely all things along with his son? So we have to dispel the lie, I'm going through this so I can go higher in Jesus. Because if truth be told, most people go lower when, when they go through. So you're not going through to go higher. Now, you might go higher and learn something as a result of it, but he's not putting you through anything for you to go higher. Because if truth be told, most people say, I give up, Lord. This is too much for me to bear. Verse 33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? When it is God who just, see, you got to stick to what Paul said. We can't let people bring a charge against us. It's God who justifies. That is, puts us where? In right relation with himself. Who should come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Well, God? Notice. He's saying, look, who should put us in right standing? Who should come forward and accuse or impeach us or impeach those whom God has chosen? Well, God do it. God's not even doing it. Why? Because he sees you holy, just. He sees you holy, blameless, and above reproach. So he's saying, God's not even doing it. Why? Because he's acquitted you. Oh, boy. This is what. So Apostle Paul has established, watch this, that God is for all who have put 
their faith in Christ. No charge or accusation made against us can stand. This is what he's saying. So those who try to condemn you, Sister Gillum, it's not going to stand. Because it's not you, man, that has just, it's not your church doctrine that's outside of the word that justifies me. That's something else we need to throw out the door, all these man-made stuff. Almost like joining a country club for some of these churches. Stuff you have to do that's outside of the Bible. No charge or accusation made us uh, against us can stand because what? God has provided for our justification and Christ is interceding for us. Verse 34, who therefore, who is there to condemn us? Were Christ Jesus the Messiah who died? Or rather, uh, who raised us from the dead? Who was at the right hand of God actually pleading and interceding for us? Is, he, is, 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 is Christ condemning you? No. That's why I showed you last week in Romans 8.1, there is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ, period. Oh, stop agreeing. Listen, this, this review is a long review, but it's a good review. Hold, hold on, hold on. Stop agreeing. Listen to me. Listen to me. See, oh, even when I taught new creation and, and uh, when we understand faith for the new creation in Christ, it's living by the faith of, of Jesus. And I mentioned how when I first started, I was like, man, you, you feel like you're out here on waters by yourself. So even teaching truths like this, you feel like you, you, you only, and there are other, others teaching the truth of God's word, but there's more than not. And it's, you know, and, and I'm sure they're coming into it. So when you're not hearing it as much as you're hearing all the wrong things, you kind of, oh, I don't know. You know, my last preacher said I had to do that so God could do so the Lord could show me something and make me. You, you, see, understand this. There's nothing you can do to be right before him. So there's no need for you to go, for what? It's not going to make you right before him. You beating cancer, that's great, but that doesn't make you any closer. That doesn't make you any more right to God. So he doesn't have, he's not putting it on you. So, so, so you can learn a lesson. Are y'all here? Let's look at scripture. So stop agreeing with God has to take you through in order for you to receive heaven's blessings. It's not our righteous acts, beloved, that pleases God. As I stated last week, if it's my righteous act, then that's self-effort. It's based off my goodness, which would never be good enough. Let me show you something. Romans 5, I'm going somewhere. Romans 5, 8 and 9. <laughs> Who's getting this? See, hold, hold on. As a student, you have to get this in you. So when you are sharing the good news, you can say, man, it's God to die for you. And you know, because of what Christ did, you are now right before God. But man, you know, man, you, you, know, you got to stop all that before you come to church with me. See, you don't understand the gospel. 
I can take you to church. You might slip and curse. See, you don't understand the gospel. But you don't, but you don't say the stuff you do, though. See, see, you, you, we, people condemning folk before we, people before we even can get them. Now, let me tell you now, you know, you're shacking. And, 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 and. Nobody, listen, I can preach the gospel to you in love without condemning you. And without agreeing with, see, it's the gospel that has the power to save. Not people's condemning words. That runs people away. People know what they're doing. And, and, and the scripture says, Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. See, we try to do his job. Do your job. My job is to learn the gospel. But God shows us clearly, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that, you see this? While we were still sinners, Christ uh, the Messiah, the anointed one, he did what? Died for us. Therefore, listen, listen to this. Therefore, since we are now, what? Justified, acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relation with God. By how? Christ's blood. How much more certain is that, do you see this? We shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God. So because of what Christ did, quit claiming that this is the wrath of God on me. Why? I've been delivered from that because of Christ's blood. Now, again, I'm not saying there, there are no consequences behind living foul and doing certain things. I'm saying stop saying it's God every time something negative or adverse happens and you saying it's God trying to, you know. Oh, the wrath of God is coming upon you, not on me. Why? Because I've been saved by the blood of Jesus from the wrath of God. That's what you be say. That's what you should be saying. And see, and you got so nervous that you caused an own, your own accident because you were so nervous of what somebody said. You let somebody put that foolishness on you. And you were so distracted by it that you ran off the road and, and, and hit a popcorn basket. But you're okay, though. See, 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 watch this. If you believe, beloved, that God puts bad things on you in order to qualify you for his goodness and in order for you to receive his blessings, you are out of agreement with God. Yeah. Because I'm no longer an enemy of God. I've been saved, Sister Moore, from his wrath because of what Jesus did. Are you here? Do you remember what Paul said in Colossians? If you, watch this verse, I think it was 22. Provided you continue and stay within the faith. Now watch this. If you believe that trouble is designed by God. Hold on, let me say this. That at time, do y'all want me to stop right here or go ahead and give you this rest of this little bit? Huh? 
because I can, I'm really at the stopping point. He done started the clock. Now I can stop right here and we can, I tell you, yeah, we will just resume this next Sunday. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Y'all want me to go on? Okay. Well, act like you want me to go on then. Don't sit there like, uh, nah, nah. Then talking about, I'm, hey, don't know. I, now one of y'all leave here talking about he long-winded. No, you told me to keep going. Watch this. If you notice, I said, if I believe God is doing this to me, Sister Gilliam, I'm out of agreement. I don't know his goodness. I, I have failed to realize that, that, that uh, he sees me holy, blameless, and above reproach if that's the case. So if you believe the trouble is designed by God, listen to this, then you will never come into agreement with what God has said about your victory. Oh, oh, boy, that, Adamash. Oh, when Holy Spirit said that, man, I almost jumped through the roof. Listen, so if you believe that the trouble, man of God, is designed by God, then you will never come into agreement with what God has said about your victory over that thing. See, that's the trick of the enemy. See, Satan's job is to keep you in disbelief, doubt, uncertainty. So, watch this. If I'm believing it's by God, I would never believe God to get me out of it. Watch this. If you believe that God's trying to show you something, why would you, why get in agreement, Lord, get me out of it? If you believe it's from him. Oh, let me show you something. Do you see this? Oh, oh. It's not overcoming challenges. Listen to this. That causes spiritual elevation, as people say. It's not that you overcame it that caused the elevation. See, that's nothing more than boasting. It's your believing in agreement with God that caused you to go to the next level, as people say. No, it was my constant agreement that caused me to go there. Not because I just came out like something I'd done. No, 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 no. See, now we're being proud. Are you here? So, so, so it's my agreement, man of God, that catapulted me. Are you here? So, and I'm saying that because people have condemned others by saying, here's the first thing they say, oh, yeah, man, that happened because you're not living right. Okay, let's, let's, let's deal with that. You got me zoomed in, Crystal? Let me tell you something. These things don't happen. Listen, now listen how I'm saying it because I need you to hear what I'm saying and hear how I'm saying it. These things aren't happening because you are not living right. They're happening because you are believing wrong. Watch this. Because if you believe right, the living right will take care of itself. Did you hear what I said? So it's not because I'm living wrong. I'm just, it's, I'm, li- I'm believing wrong. But if I believe right, the living right would take care of itself. And what the church has been guilty of, of trying to get you to live right without first getting you to believe right. And if I can get you to believe right, you will live right. He's bound, man of God, by his Agreement. 
Somebody needs to hear this. Because if you're being ripped for your wrongdoing, then the stripes of Jesus for us were born in vain. I say it again. If he whipping you, what were the stripes of Jesus for? Who were they for? Both of us don't need a beating. Why are you being whipped? Oh, oh say this. God, will you say this? Lay your hands on yourself. Say, no matter what, no one else, no matter what anyone else says, I know God loves me. I am not God's enemy. God is for me. Listen, God chastens those whom he loves. That word chasten literally means corrects, and he corrects with his word, not physical abuse. I will write that down. God corrects with his word, not physical abuse. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Watch this. I'm almost there. Surely, God to Almighty, he has borne our griefs. Do you see this? Your sicknesses. So you can tell that to go wherever it needs to go because Jesus already born for this, for this nonsense. So get in agreement with by his stripes, I'm already healed. You don't have to tolerate that. And carried our what? Sorrows and pains up. So if he, see, the punishment that we should be getting, he took it for you. Oh, you got it. Do you see this? Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. See, see it, uh, they thought that because of this, it was something he did. And it was nothing that he did wrong. He was doing it for us. Oh, what did Jesus do? Jesus do nothing. Jesus is doing this for you. And, and watch this. And it's ignorant for us to think that he did this and it's not for me. That I'm not a benefactor of this. But he was wounded. If he was wounded for your transgressions, why are you claiming God is wounding you for your transgressions? Now, there may be some consequences behind doing some nonsense, but Jesus was wounded for your transgressions. So when you miss the mark, God doesn't wound you. Oh, this I know this is hard because when you have years and years pounding on you that it is God, it's going to take more than two 45-minute messages for you to, to really get. Right? You, you want to clap and say, man, you, it's hard for some. It's hard for some. But keep listening to it. Go on and meditate on these verses. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. Who was? He was. The chastisement. Musar in the Hebrew, the discipline, chastening, correction. 
needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. So the, that's why in New Covenant, he corrects us with this word. So the correction that we should have got, those who believe in whips, Jesus got whipped so you wouldn't have to get whipped. Neither uh, He was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Come here, Fred. Do, do you see what He was wounded. It, it, it's almost like uh, any new, any old covenant parents in here. Old covenant. Means like you, you literally beat your kids for everything they did wrong. I mean, never taught, never sat down, never asked Holy Spirit, Lord, give me wisdom on this. How do I need to? You just stick, broom, iron, whatever you found, just bust them upside the head. Okay? Well, it, it, if I could use it as an illustration, it's like a parent about, about to spank the child. And if, it, and if that's your little pookie poo, what'd you do? You went and stood in front of them and blocked. Mama or daddy from giving them a whipping. And you took it instead. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. So in essence, that's what Christ did. What you should have got. He stood and blocked and took what you should have got. So when you do wrong now, ooh, I got it. I took it for you. I took that for you. He did it. It was nothing you did. <laughs> it was because of his goodness. Are you here? Look, now, that's good news. Now, it's good for truth, but again, not for religion. Because religion say, no, uh-uh, no, man, no. I just believe Because if I had to go through that, but see, had you had the true gospel, you could have prevented going through that. See, we, we keep saying he's punishing me for my sin, the sin that has been paid. You're, stop, stop claiming once you become a believer that you are, you are no longer a sinner, you're a son. Someone say the sin debt has been paid. Let me give you two more verses, for real, and I'm done. Can I give you two more? Well, maybe three, a couple. Watch this. Okay. Y'all remember Adam? Because of what Adam did, he abdicated the promise. Lord told him, hey, out of all the trees, garden you can eat, but do not touch. Who remember the story? Okay. So what happened? Because of Adam uh, dishonoring or disobeying the word of God, man was alienated, and separated from the presence of God, which brought about a physical death and a spiritual death or a spiritual separation because of what Adam did. Now, I want to read this verse because a lot of people read this verse. Let's go to 
uh, Romans 6.23, and they, it, you know, the condemnation is, well, the ways of sin is death. But first, let's read the whole complete scripture. But then, too, in context, they're not, he's not saying because you're sinning, death is going to be the result. What he's saying is that because of sin, death was the payment. Or death came as a result of sin. Or the payment, Sister Moore, for sin was death. Not the wages. Now, again, who, anybody ever heard that? Trying to minister to you. Man, well, you know, the wages of sin is death. That, it, we're talking about context. That's not what he's saying. Are you here? In context, in context, in, we, we, I'm going to show you, as a result of sin, the payment was death. And as a result, what happened? Man began, the lifespan got shorter. Men, men died, and they were separated from the presence of God. That's what's the whole purpose of Jesus coming, to get us back in right standings with God. Watch this. For the wages uh, which sin pays is what? Death. But the bountiful, bountiful free gift of God is eternal life in union with Christ Jesus. Again, I told you Adam's sin separated, alienated from the presence of God, brought about uh, spiritual and physical death. Uh, it, it, listen. Ephesians 2.5. And see, because of that, we were spiritually dead because of uh, what was done in the garden. But he gave us life together with Christ because of, well, that life was given back because of Christ. Watch this, Ephesians 2, 5. Here it goes. We were what? Spiritually dead because of what? All we had done against him. But he gave us new life together with Christ. And again, right here, it's not because of what, it's what Adam did. And I'm going to show you, because of one man's sin, it entered the whole world. Are you here? But I'm going to show you something. Now, look at it from the AMPC. Watch this. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, do you see this? He made us alive. You ma he made us what? So once you become a believer, you're no longer spiritually dead. Made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ, what? Himself. The same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are what? Saved. Delivered from judgment and made partakers. Of, see, again, you're delivered from that, from judgment. Uh, let me show you Romans 5 and 12. Watch this. So again, when that Romans uh, six twenty three, the wages of sin is death. What he's saying is that the payment, brother Damien, was death as a result of sin. That was the wage. The payment. That's what wages mean. Payment. Are you here? That's why it tells you if you read the verse. Then it goes on down to say. But the, the free gift of eternal life comes by who? It's because of Christ. Are you here? Therefore, as sin came into the world through, through, talking about Adam, so death spread to 
So death did what? Spread to all men. So when you see Romans uh, 6.23, the, the payment was death. So as a result of what Adam did, death spread to all men. Are you here? Uh, no one been able to stop it or to escape its power because all have sinned. Thank God for Christ. Are you here? It, so, and everybody's not going to go by the way to the grave. Someone's going to be raptured up. Are you here? So all the talking about you got to die or something. Stop saying dumb stuff. Uh, uh, go to verse 15, 16, 17. But God's free gift, listen to this, God's free gift is not at all to be compared to the trespass. His grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. Look at that. For if many died through one man's falling away, his lapse, his offense, watch this, much more profusely did God's grace and the free gift that comes through what? Undeserved favor of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound in overflow to and for the benefit of many. Verse uh, 16, nor is the free gift at all to be compared to the effect of that one man's sin. For the sentence following the trespass of one man brought what? Condemnation. Whereas the free gift following many transgressions brings about justification. So in other words, we were made sinners through Adam. Nothing you did. Just like we were made righteous by way of Christ. Nothing I did. Who sees that? You didn't do anything to become a sinner. Adam did. And you, it affected you because of what he did. You didn't do anything to become a sinner. So you didn't do anything to become righteous. So stop trying to do things to become righteous. You're righteous because Christ did a good thing. <laughs> oh. Watch this, and I'm getting to a place to close. God not only erases our sin debt, beloved, he destroys the document on which our debt was recorded by nailing it to the cross. Did y'all hear what I just said? I said again in the next review. We are forgiven because of blood shed at Calvary's cross. I said again, God not only erases our sin debt, he destroys the document on which our debt was recorded. By nailing it to the cross. He's not keeping account. Oh, Tish slipped. Why? Because he sees Tish holy. Righteous. Oh, y'all missing this. He is not keeping account when you slip. Because he sees you holy, just, and above reproach. Blameless and above reproach. He, I, oh, I need to say that again. He is not keeping account. Account, daughter. Because the keeping the account of every little thing you did was nailed to the cross. <laughs> and that, see, when you understand this, you 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 can't help but to walk up right because you realize. Man, Jesus is a bad man. Yeah. 
come here. Jesus is a bad man. Walk beside me, sir. Jesus is a bad man. Because, because and we, we all being uh, sanctified day by day, being mature and every day. But, but let me tell you how bad Jesus is. He, 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 ain't, he haven't cursed one day this week. He got up and prayed every day. I don't curse, hadn't prayed, forgot to pray. But listen, when God sees him, he sees me just like he sees him through the eyes of Jesus. And he's not ahead of me because God's counting how many times I done missed it. No, 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 no. He, no. When God sees me, he sees us both in light of his son. That's, see, and watch this. He can't take credit, nor can I take credit. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Are y'all here? Oh, this is good to me. I'm going to listen to this all day today. This one of them I got to hit, I got to hit replay. Okay, so God not only erases the sin debt, he destroys the document on which the debt was recorded by nailing it to the cross. Let me show you real quick. Oh, man. Uh, let, let, let me give you these verses. Y'all will be okay, won't you? Okay. Colossians 2, 13 and 14. Uh. Say that again, sir. Amen. Bless you. Okay. He, there you go. See, that's that unconditional love. Colossians 2. You were spiritual. Here we go again. You were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self. Were. But God. But God. Ooh, I felt that. But God. Do you hear that, daughter? Now, you know, God forbid you have a misstep. You need to get up and say, but God. Hey. I wish I were Pentecostals. See, I came up holy. See, I came up with that Pentecost expression. We shout on everything. A bug run across. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Salvation coming to that roach house today. Watch this. Hold on, hold on. You are spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of sin. But God. Someone say, but God gave me new life together with Christ. He forgave all. Now, you have to understand this. See, this is not all flot of what you did before. This is past, present, and tomorrow. He forgave all once, as Hebrews says, and for all. Here. Verse 14, because we broke God's laws, we owed a debt. <laughs> this the best kind of debt free you could. This way better than being debt free with money. Now, now uh, that, that's good too. But but this kind of debt free, this, this is real debt. This is real freedom right here. 
Because we broke God's laws, we owe the debt. A debt that, listen, all the rules we failed to follow. But God forgave us of that debt. He took it away. And what did he do with it? Testelestai. When Jesus was on the cross said it is finished, it means paid in full. What's this? That, that means you no longer owe me anything. Y'all hear me? You don't owe me in being broken so I can give something to you? You don't owe me in this? No, no. It's been paid in full. I'm going to teach this. Now, y'all watch when I preach this at the Pentecostal church. Why? why? Oh, oh, it's going to be liberating. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I I thank God for my roots. Although I forgot how to shout, but when the spirit moves, it always come back to me. Let me close with this verse, Romans 4 and 8. I'm done. Somebody said, he's still reviewing. This is all we view. Now, next week we can pick up further. Romans 8, 4. Watch this. Blessed and happy and to be envied. The person of sin I told you wasn't keeping record does not the Lord would take no account nor reckon against him blessed see you can't walk in that unless you really know it and when people see that liberty in you they envy you. Religious people do because they know they want it. How, how can you walk like that and still? I want that. Girl, you mean you free? Really free? Unquestionably free. Why? Because who the son? See, that's understanding him in light of what he did, sets free is unquestionably free, one translation says. Beloved, believe this. God does not see you as a sinner. He sees you as a son. He sees us in harmony with him. I, 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 I don't know why the Lord wanted me to go there, but you have to start seeing God in light of who you are as a new creation in Christ. You're not God's enemy. You are not God's enemy. God is for you. That's why his grace is just so wonderful. Watch this. And he's merciful. 
showing mercy means not giving to someone what he does deserve. Showing grace means giving to someone what he doesn't deserve. Did y'all get that? Showing mercy means not giving to someone what deserves. See, for some of the stuff we did, we, if it wasn't for Christ, deserved to get beat and wounded. But because of his grace, he gives us what we don't deserve. Let me tell you something. Stop taking whips and lashes and woundings and saying that from him, from God. No. Even when they try to show up, tell them, Jesus took care of that for me. As I said last week, return to sender. I don't want it. Why? Because sickness show up, return to sender. Why? Because Jesus has already provided for my healing. Lack show up, send it back. Why? Because Jesus has already provided for my sufficiency. Destruction try to show up, send it back. Doubt, depression, anything. Send it back. Think about whatever it is that might be, whatever trying to do, whatever it's do. Do like this. And on the count of three, we're going to send it back. Whatever it is, get ready to send it back. And, and, and when you leave, tell if you got to remind it again, oh, no, I turned you down. You are not welcome here. Are you ready? One, two, three. Send it back. Now, come on, let's get the Lord a shout of praise. Uh. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.